Oh! Oh, hello. All right, let's do this one last time. Warning. Marvel and R&D contains adult language and discussions. If you're easily offended. As I told you a long time ago. Don't fuck yourself. I got invitations right here. Enough for everybody. Are you ready? I was born ready, motherfucker. You Spider-Man, given a job to do. I played the long game, Mr. Castle. That's my secret, Cat. On the roof! So many snacks, so many can die. We're in the end game now. He looks like an asshole. He's a criminal, that's who he is. I am. Well, that's just as fascinating as the first 89 times you told me that. What is up, everybody? It is time once again and the long return of Marvel on RMD, where we actually cover a TV show. We're just not talking shit. Well, we'll still talk <laughs> no, shit. No, we'll still, still talk shit. <laughs> yeah, we'll still talk shit, but it'll be specific shit. And this time it'll be about uh, Disney's Plus Secret Invasion. I am your host, the one and only Bobby D. And in the studio with me, as you heard, are David and Steven. Hello, Yo. everybody. So been a while it's been a while since disney has put out anything marvel that was either worth covering or to be covered i mean this is the longest break there's probably been between seasons of shows on this and honestly this was one of the ones i was looking forward to because i figured that this is has to be the one that is going to be more grounded in reality as much as you can be grounded in reality with a bunch of aliens uh, that uh, can look like anybody they want. Essentially, Bobby, we were we were Nick Fury. <laughs> we were Nick Fury in the outskirts. Yes, we were in the outskirts waiting, <laughs> waiting to come back. And then we had to be beamed back. Mm-hmm. So um, I wouldn't say there wasn't anything worthwhile. It's just, there, you know, it's been going on. A lot of stuff has been going on, but basically... Uh, no, been- but le- legitimately, there hasn't been a show, I don't think, since Miss Marvel. Yeah. No, not from a Marvel series. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the thing. We've had it's a couple been, films, but it's almost they decided to take this weird hiatus. Like, let's take a break after we just shoved uh, all these products. No, there, out there. It, it wasn't by accident. It's well, they spent yeah, a ton of money and then there's no zero return. And they didn't get a lot of return in subscriptions and they blew through a lot of capital. And then the CEO left and Iger came back and said, we're battening down the hatchets and we're going to reduce these budgets. And they started slicing things off the schedule. Even more stuff got sliced. I saw either yesterday or today. Yeah, um, it's it's he's he's tightening the ship. I mean, the, the amount of money. Just as an example, as an aside, I know this is Marvel, but they spent over two hundred and, and what was it, Bobby? Two hundred and fifty million or some shit on uh, Andor. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. On, just mean, on the Star Wars side, that too. is a boatload of cash. Now break that down on a subscription level. You know what I mean? It's like well, you break it down on a subscription level to which people like me get it for free through Verizon. Oh yeah, so right. I'm not paying anything. Right. Uh, you know, it's subsidized through whatever Verizon deal they have. Um, and I always think that's always like I think the the cheaters' way of it is that they look at it and they say, "Oh, we have a hundred million subscribers. We'll have fucking forty million of them are Verizon. How many do you really have?" Exactly. And see, Bobby, the thing that me, you, and Mike have been like harboring. And everyone's been saying, oh, you guys are just harbingers of doom about streaming services. Well, look what happened. Well, no, <laughs> I, I think what we get is when, especially if you look at this television show and the gap between Miss Marvel and this, we all go find different things to watch. 
And it's one of those, oh shit, secret invasions happening. And if you're not paying attention or you don't get a notification, do you know what's happening? Dude, it's so weird. I have, I've ran into so many people today when I told them, oh yeah, I'm checking out secret invasion. About 90% of them said, oh, that's out now. They didn't even know it was out yet. And I'm like, going, how do you guys not know that secret invasion just got released? They really haven't done a whole hell of a lot of promotion. I had honestly kind of forgotten myself. Um, and it, if it wasn't for the fact that I check IO9, like, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it's the websites that get the most promotion. Um, yeah. Because it's like things you need to watch before Secret Invasion starts. Yeah, I mean, I honestly hadn't opened up. Well, I watched Iron Man the other day with my parents. My my parents had never seen it. So I, I turned them on to Iron Man 1. Um, but, you know, I haven't opened the Disney Plus app in a while. And so if they don't have the little banners at the top to say coming soon... Um, I, you know, and the weirdest part by far too, is I think I'm hoping that basically this, the series itself doesn't get hampered because we all know that everything in Marvel, all of like the products that they've released have, at least when it comes to the major Avenger characters have to tie in and there has to be explanations because there's been such a gap. I hope the series isn't hurt by like, Oh, They'll say something in here and they'll go, well, you'll only know about that if you saw Captain Marvel the movie. Well, I mean, that's been the case. Bobby and I were talking about that's been the case every step of the way. And the point I made to Bobby is if at this point in particular, if you're jumping in at Secret Invasion, who the fuck are you? Because, you know, this has been going on now for over a decade. A decade. So at some point, I would have hoped you're either in or you're not. Yeah. You know, at this point in the game, I would even have said that five years ago to come in. Uh, I got a buddy who's been watching everything from the beginning with his his new girlfriend. They've been together for maybe, I don't know, five, six months now. She had never seen any of these. And so they started at the top. Um, it just went, went down. And the they're not even halfway through. Oh, no, dude. And they've got so And that's before we're even, we're not even talking Netflix shows. We're not even talking Disney Plus shows. They're not even halfway through the films. And he's trying to plow through these with her. And it's like, you know, good on her for being interested in wanting to do it. But goddamn, that's a hell of an undertaking for somebody. Oh, yeah. heck yeah. Because <laughs> I, I remember when they did a a festival for the Marvel, the celebration of when Endgame happened. Mm-hmm. I remember Right, dad, and doing the whole... And there was like a film festival. And you can't even do that anymore. You can't even do that no. anymore. It's like seven days. It yeah. took him seven days to do the entire it, saga. It would be like, hey, David, um, I know you've never seen them before, but I, you really need to catch up on all the Star Trek. Star Trek. <laughs> Here's the fire hose. Um, so let, let's get focused back on Sukin Invasion because... This was one of the shows that I, I seriously was excited for um, when they announced it uh, coming into, you know, this new phase and everything that is coming from Marvel. It was like, oh, cool, we're going to get Secret Invasion again. I I like the fact that we have our, our like our heroes are people, you know, and, and seeing thinking that we're going to get more of a, a spy type thing going on there. Now. In reality, after the probably 200 batting average that Marvel has had since Endgame. Um, I, I I think my expectations are lowered just a little bit. I would agree. Uh, um, because 
you, you you know what I mean? You, you have like, you're coming off this high and you're like, you're just, you have this vision and then you watch kind of the turd after turd after turd come out. Um, Look, man, Endgame was such a high water mark, period. Whether you're talking Marvel or just cinema, there was so much about the buildup to that point and then... And then seeing what happened on screen. I mean, everybody, every time Cap gets the hammer, I freak the fuck out, right? But since then, the only real high water mark that I would argue maybe isn't at that level, but still felt similar was the Spider-Man movie. Yeah. yeah. Right? I I would go Spider-Man and Guardians are the two things for for movies. Television show, um, you know, Wanda was there. Loki was there. I think the rest of the television shows fell off. Moon Knight was there, and I think that was just because it was new. Hey, I, and I, also for also for like Moon Knight, for me, it was a very well done dramatic story. It did nothing for me, but I liked She Hulk. Like I enjoyed the shit out of She Hulk. Some people did. Some people did. Just because it was fun. It was just fun and. And yeah, but we also know. joked about that, me and you, that all you had was Ally McBeal being green. <laughs> exactly. And I was okay with that. I actually enjoyed Ally McBeal, you know, back in the day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that, that's perfectly fine, but it's not going to set the bar of something that, no, you, no. You, you, you know, that to be excited about going forward. Yeah. It's something we could have watched 10 years down the road and it really doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. Sure. Um, and so this secret invasion to me was one of those things that I, I, I was, again, super excited for because I know what it kind of leads into. And I thought we were going to get back to, you know, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier again was another good one. Yeah, I forgot yeah. about that one. Um, but it, it just it seems that the, their their highs are about mediums compared to the first thing and their lows have been low, low, low. Well, I think me, all of us have, uh, you know, we all have covered this last phase in some way or another. All the hosts of the channel have. And we've all seemed to have come to the agreement that this last phase has not been a strong one. Well, and I think there's an argument to be made, and, and we're not the first to, to say this, right, is when you look at the breadth of characters in their stable, yeah, the biggies came out swinging in those first several phases. Yes. And so now we're really deeper into that stable. And and the thing, the thing that is was exciting about secret invasion was the fact that this was one of the biggies. It is Nick Fury. Yeah. It's one of the characters that, you know, is part of that original set. You know, the ones that basically started the game, it was the Avengers. And this almost felt like it's similar to like, I, I, I went into this really excited to see secret invasion but I also went into this kind of feeling like uh, how me and Bobby and Mike felt about Guardians 3. It's the final chapter. This is our final chance to see one of the one of the gang. The gang all together again. This is how that's how I viewed my first viewing of the episode of Secret Invasion. Because how many times you watched it? Uh twice. Okay. Twice now. And like sometimes you come in, it's been out for 12 hours, and somehow you've watched it 54 times. 54 yeah. times. <laughs> that's how you can tell I'm like obsessed with it. With with Secret Invasion, it's almost like bittersweet because I'm like going, oh, this is gonna be the last Avenger. Avenger. Yeah, because you look person. at Samuel L. Jackson, you're like, oh man, they've aged. The, he's old. <laughs> he's goddamn old. He he's doing something in space that I'm like going, what the hell is he doing? Well, I mean, you'd think in space he would they would do better for him. It would do God, better for and, him. And, and who ah. knows what's on board that ship? I mean, they could do some kind of funky genetic thing, right? And I mean, come on. 
that's the biggest thing. The big, uh, this whole series was based on mystery. It was like, where the hell has Nick Fury been? Why the hell is this going on? How the hell do we get the scrolls? But, but I actually, you know, I think they handled where he's been just fine. Everybody questioned him. Like, yeah, how, like, for the first episode. Look, look the, the dude experienced a very traumatic thing by being blipped. Actually, I wanted to bring that up to you guys because I, while I like the fact they bring up that he's dealing with PTSD about the blip, is it me or like, I'm getting tired of all our heroes being like totally depressed and it's all tied to the blip. Well, I think what I was going to expand on that, right? Here's a dude that for most of his career, I mean, we saw this in, in, um, um, Captain Marvel, right? When he realized that there is threats that go beyond, you know, drug running or criminal activity here on earth, there's a whole other galaxy out there. Alien life forms do exist and, oh shit, I need to protect, I need to do whatever I can to protect earth from these threats. And then fast forward a couple decades and it's no longer just interstellar threats in the way that he experienced them in that film. It's now we have all these super villains and all these things cropping up. Well, now here's my opportunity to start cherry picking these people. And then it all falls apart. And then it all falls apart because just when you think, oh, yeah, the, the universe is bigger and there's these weird shapeshifters, nothing could have prepared anybody for what was going to happen with Thanos. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, you mean there's these magical gems that if somebody just snaps their fingers, half of everything in, in all known space and time disappears? So here's a guy that was trying to do the right thing. I mean, hell, he built all those crazy helicarriers during, you know, Winter Soldier. Like, all these things. His whole life's mission has been, how can I protect? And nothing he could have ever have done at all. Could have been ready for this. Could have been ready or prevented it. And so it's not just about the the blip. It's about him in particular as an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. trying to protect and the shield was literally shattered metaphorically and visually on screen in the way of Cap's shield, right? And see, <laughs> the way you explained it, Steve, that's, I'm hoping we get more of that in Secret Invasion because that's what I was expecting. It's just basically starting it off with the blip. <laughs> and everyone gets affected by the blip. All of a sudden, like... But well, he's is- been gone, so we have to we have to catch our audience back up to oh yeah, he did get blipped, and oh yeah, he dipped out afterwards. He dipped out afterwards, and you have to think like he goes off on the ship. We see him in that one scene, kind of having his little siesta, if you will, aboard the ship, right in that after credit scene, and yeah. and I forget which film it was. Um, but here's a guy that you could argue when he was blipped back. Yes, he's dealing with that trauma, dealing with his own personal feeling of, I let the world down. I let every human being on this planet down, every living creature on this planet down, and not just this planet, half of the universe. Hell of a burden to bear, right? Hell of a cross to bear, and not his cross to bear, but that's who he is as Nick Fury. That's what was cool when he actually mentioned about having, he had a, a, what was it, a crisis of faith? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like going, okay, delve in more, please. I hope we delve in more I think into that we will. moment. And so I got to give the guy some slack. Like, you know what? Go on that little vacation that you had, but now he's back and, and, and realizing like, 
Well, now they're all amongst us and we don't know who's who. <laughs> we don't know who's who. So, and look, all my all my friends might be actually yeah, you know, scrolls now. All these people that I've been fighting side by side with, trying to protect, and then ultimately losing to Thanos, half of them could be these very fuckers that I've, I've spent decades trying to... So put yourself in this dude's shoes. No wonder he looks as bad as he does. <laughs> he looks as bad as he does. <laughs> yeah, basically everything is a failure at this point. And I think that's where we need to get... We've always talked about we want the more personal stories when it comes to it and, and you know, coming with a bigger um, thing than just uh, this invasion. Yeah. A and I hope we get that with Nick Fury because I don't think a lot of his story has been flushed out. He's been a kind of a secondary character yeah. that's, that's led people along a path, but we don't know what the path has done to him. And I think that's what we get. And I think, you know, at the end of this episode when, you know, quote unquote death happens um we, we still don't know um and you never know in the marvel you know at the end um there if a death really happens I, you, you yeah without you almost, giving anything away it, it, we don't know yet yeah we don't know yet but we're we're assuming that that marie is dead um but uh let's just to see what the the reaction for it is for him you know losing the last person that kind of he had his absolute trust in because there's nobody else left for him. It was even stranger because even like when he gets back, he automatically has to deal with the loss of, uh, the one guy's, uh, significant other, the, the one scroll's wife. And he has to find out, Oh yeah, she passed away. Okay. Dead. Cool. Cool. I wasn't even here to watch that. And it's like, how can it get even worse for Nick Fury? After everything, and just like what you said, Steve, I mean, you pointed it out everything he's done and then he gets back and it's just, no, no. Yeah. And, and at oh, some yeah, point, by the way, this person's dead. And at some point you go, when do you throw in the towel? Do you throw in the towel? Is, is it worth continuing that fight at all? Is it hopeless? Is it hopeless? And that's the thing is like this entire episode started really on a, I'm not going to say it was a bad spot, but it was a hopeless spot. Because Very it's hopeless. Like it, it, that's why I really like because it added to that spy element that we've been, uh, before the series ever started, when we were discussing about it a long time, I remember me, uh, Bobby, and Mike talking about it. I was excited to see a spy series, something like The Americans, okay. something, like, something like that. And it, and it very Universe. well could be that. And it could be. And I, and there were moments in this episode that kind of gave me that vibe that, okay, they're trying to go for that spy feel well, they're going well, for it. Well, of course. And it almost, there's almost a be beautiful poetry of, of rhyme here. When you compare this first episode of this series with winter soldier in that in winter soldier, we find out that Hydra has infected all of shield, all levels of us government in particular. Yeah. And here he's been, Again, working along and fighting alongside the very kind of threats that he was supposed to have one eye open on and clearly didn't. And now you fast forward, you know, several years and it's literally the same shit. Only instead of it's Hydra, it's an alien species. It's the, that, scrolls. It's the scrolls, right? So it's like, again, Which, I wonder Fury kind of sucks at his job is what I'm getting at. After, after he wasn't trained for aliens. Yeah. <laughs> I or mean, come on, or apparently Lurkin Hydra Lurkin took his eye. Okay, <laughs> he uh, wasn't expecting that, so he doesn't have stereoscopic vision, so he can't see everything. I get it, but, but like the one thing I'm uh, 
after this episode left me open thinking, are we going to see Hydra? Are we going to see those elements that we saw from Winter Soldier of like, you know, the Thunderbolts? Are you going to see those characters come in? Because like they would be perfect in this series. Well, we know Rhodey's, you know. Rhodey's here. Yeah. Or so, is he Rhodey? Because okay, I actually God thought about damn it, that. David. That's what, that, I, so, Steve, what's your favorite TV show of all time? Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> what is the key part of Battlestar Galactica for people who haven't watched it? Um, that you don't know who's a Cylon and who is not. And what does this kind of remind you of how this setup started? Come on, Steve. Yeah. You had to have seen it. Yeah, that's that's fair. <laughs> they opened it perfectly with the Everett I think Ross. the president is, isn't who we think he is. Oh, 100%. 100%. 100%. I, that's all I was doing. I was like, so which one of you isn't who they are? Which one of, yeah. And the, the way that Don Cheadle's character was, I'm like going, I wonder if, I wonder if Rhodey is actually a, a freaking scroll. Well, and I think they certainly teased and set that up with what marketing I did see leading up, and especially in the last several days. They're certainly teasing that aspect, right? You don't know who to trust. You don't know who's who. And now he, if he potentially lost the person, the only person he could trust. Yeah, I mean, it's... It, hey, it's he's got Talos. <laughs> he's got, yeah, but even... He's got his, he's got his, he's got his wingman. <laughs> he's got his wingman, yeah, but um, even that got questionable there for a, a hot second. And so, yeah, Bobby, you're right. I mean, it, we're basically watching a BSG in the Marvel Universe. That, that that was kind of the first thing I thought about when they, you know, the that first opening scene mm-hmm. when we just watched the shape-shifting happen and then, you know, we get to, you know, the, oh, we, we're in Russia because they can do nuclear. Um, and I, I have a feeling that's going to come back that the scrolls can, um, you know, survive in the nuclear wasteland. Oh, that's, absolutely. Oh, no, they said that. No, they they, they, said, they that. said that in this in this episode. No, no, I understand, but I have a feeling that's how we're going to get people identified at one point. Oh, that uh, they they can actually uh, because they, the, they you know be, yeah those somehow will happen and they'll be like it, this is radioactive. Why aren't you you know what's going on or something weird will happen where you know it, somebody will get exposed that way. Well, maybe they can absorb it, and then when they leave the proximity to that thing, that is going to be obvious. It's just going to poop it out. It's going to poop it out. <laughs> right. Like, your turds are bright green and glowing. What's going on? This ends up pooping the freaking, like, little things that Homer puts into the machine. Exactly. <laughs> the little rods. <laughs> little poop rods. So, um, but yeah, I, I, I think that's where we're getting at is it's, you know, hopefully for, I think we have six weeks if they average. Yeah. Um, you know, though it was probably, I think, 50 some odd minutes, but that was beginning and ending credits. You know, so we, we have about, you know, three hours probably of total te- television time to figure these things out. And you just wonder where they're going to go because it's also going to lead to a, a movie. Um, so I don't know how much of a conclusion we're going to get there, but um, the, the fact is, I think the storytelling is there. I just don't know how, like, episode to episode, they're going to maintain, like, a certain level of intrigue. I think this That's one... That's going to be the tough part. I, I think, think this one this. just was really good at, in some regards. I, I wouldn't say it was, like, a home run shot out of the park for a first episode, but it, it was a good table setting to 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 basically say... He's dealing with a lot of um, personal, emotional baggage from feeling he's let himself and everyone down, given then, his role. And 
you don't know who you can trust, you can trust. literally. So it's going to turn into a, you always got to be looking over your shoulder as the viewer in every scene going forward. You're going to have to play that mental game of trying to suss out who's, who's the, who's real and who's not. It's like, uh, well, not it's like that, clue. Not even that. I mean, it's like, it, it really boils down to who can Nick Fury trust because even like some of the humans they deals with, like uh, Sonia, he can't trust her, but he's going to have to because she is human. She knows about the scroll invasion, but, but it's is obvious. She human? Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's obvious that basically, even if she is human, she's not even trustable to as a human. Right. And, and like one of the key things, because secret invasion outside of this series is one of my favorite comic book stories of all time, because it took the concept of who can you trust and you can't trust anybody. The concept that was famous in movies like the thing and Gave us such a great series and comic books that I'm like going, I hope that they get that same magic where it's like, they have to keep that intrigue up. They have to keep us guessing who's real, who's not. If they can ramp it up just a notch, not to a horror element, but play up on that psychology of trust that you get from the thing. Yeah. The movie, the thing I, that would be really cool. Yeah. And th that's the, that's going to be the real kicker of it is like, I don't know if I could think of a, a one series besides Battlestar that did that over multiple episodes because that did it over multiple seasons all the way up until literally the, like the last half of the last season. And not, yeah. and not kill your audience. No, I mean, you're into it until Ryan starts telling you who they, the, the Cylons are. And you're just like, why the fuck am I watching? <laughs> I'm it? I was it, only Ryan. watching it for you um, because you guys, when I first met Steve, and Ryan and everybody, they were all BSG fucking nerds running around Phoenix Comic Con. And I was like, maybe I need to check this out. And I watched about, I don't know, a season and a half or two seasons. And Ryan started telling me who the Cylons were. And I was like, fuck it. I'm done. Like, <laughs> oh, God damn it, Bobby. It's not just about finding out who the Cylons are. I understand, are. but I it was mean, just one of those. On, it, it was the principle of the fact of like, just don't tell me because I know you guys have seen it a hundred times. And I'm but sorry, then, Steve. It kind of is a majority of that story. Uh, if, if you want to look at it at that level, sure. It's no, I, way more than I, that. I understand that. And, and that's what I'm honestly hoping we get with this, that it's way more um, than it's just like uh, who's who. Because honestly, we, we talked a little bit about um, but le budget. Yes. Uh, when it came to this. Um, I noticed a bunch of uh, duplicate silicone masks. And um, yes. any, we only saw two transitions, I believe, and everybody else was camera tricks. Yeah, there was, there was, yeah. Um, I'd be curious to to know how much of this was filmed. I mean, there was obviously some filmed on location things. I would be curious where they found some of those locations because it literally looked like they were in wasteland. <laughs> Russia, Russia or wasteland Ukraine <laughs> next to a nuclear reactor. Like <laughs> sign, this, sign this waiver, sign this waiver, right, sign this waiver. Um, or, you know, are they starting to bring in the volume type solution into these series? I, I don't know. I think that you have to, especially like the question that I was always wondering was with a series like this, are you going to get 
major cast people because that means that you have to have a larger budget. The biggest people in in this series we know of is Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, Cheadle. Cheadle. Question mark. <laughs> but, like, when you think about it, especially how they dealt with uh, uh, Martin Freeman, his character. Yeah. He was only used for one episode. And, and he was taken out. He was taken out, which that was a little surprising. And then you've got the dude playing Talos. Um, I forget his his name. Ben Middleson. Yeah, I mean, he's an established known name. You got Amelia Clark, and then you've got um, uh, Colby. Well, you had <laughs> Colby <laughs> Smolders. Smolders. But that's the thing. Is kind of like I really do wonder, like what Bobby was bringing up is like, can they do this on kind of like that? We're gonna try to do it a very tight budget and still have the Marvel, you know, pizzazz. Well, and again, I don't know if it like this is why they made those decisions. I just noticed. I think, I, no, I think. I, I mean, I noticed when they went to um, the refugee camp or whatever we want to call it when the kids are all playing. It was a <laughs> it was a mask produced mask that, that, that was they were a mass all, produced mask that they were all wearing. You know and. When you make comments of like, I am good looking for a scroll, like you expect people to look differently. But when you were watching that scene, if you were watching carefully, there was no variations to anything oh, yeah. that was going on. It was very stormtrooper-y. And if you, if you think about it, the way that anytime they, they had like multiple scrolls out, they would be in the background and very, very kind of like faint, out, out of focus, out of focus. So you couldn't focus on them at all. But you could uh, to to like a trained eye, you could tell. Oh yeah, that's multiple same mass that we're seeing time and time again. I think for me, it's it's interesting that in the first episode we lost two characters, one who's been with us for a very, very long time throughout this entire Marvel experiment. Right. Yeah. Maria Hill showed up in the Avengers, which was the fifth film or sixth film. Uh, I think that would be number. This matters if you count Hulk. Yeah. Which is now on Disney plus. So you got to count it. But like, (laughs) (laughs) it's true. It's on Disney plus. It's part of the universe. Yeah. yeah, It's It's in in the timeline, but, but she's been there for a long time long time yeah like one of the longest and and we lost her and then we lost we we, we don't know yet she would we have changed well you're right so we didn't you're right but to, she looked dead ass in the eyes <laughs> like she looked like she's dead so if that happened and we lost the other dude um martin freeman yeah, yeah i mean with, uh with uh ross yeah it's like are we starting to also see a shift in killing white people well, that's obviously topical at the Watch, moment. Watch, they'll call. Uh, they'll kill Don Cheadle next. No, 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 no. They can't. It's only the white people. Um, but no, I, I think that's what Disney does. That's what yeah. Disney does. That's true. I think you. You know, is this because people are costing more? Is it because of contractual things? Because I, you know, Kobe probably didn't have like a multi-year, multi-whatever contract. Well, she also had a family show on ABC, and then it's probably living off residuals of uh, How I Met Your Mother. Sure, but you know they all still want to act. But if from a studio production standpoint, again, new CEO, well, CEO returns, the prodigal CEO, CEO returns, and he's going. I got to get things back on track. I've got to get um, these budgets tightened. I've got to cut my expenses, and 
And if you think about <laughs> it right now, if you take off those cast members, the I think the two biggest actors on that list now is Samuel Jackson Clark. After that, yeah, you have some really good actors, but they they're not going to I don't think they're going to bring in like a really really big budget hit like like Samuel Jackson would. No, but I, I mean, they could bring in some of those other characters that we know are still around and still can bridge the gap to the other series that are coming. But, you know, it also gives you, if, if those two characters are, in fact, dead, dead, um, dead, dead. I don't think then, Ross is dead. I think Ross is just captured. Nearly dead. Okay. But it, but it gives us. He wants a mutton sandwich. <laughs> it does give us a little bit of, um, there's some an emotional gravity to that, to that. Right, because you know, even when Cap died, you know, it's like you've been with these characters for so long, you know them. Yeah, you have a love for for most of them, if not all of them, in some capacity. And when you start killing them off, it actually means something. And that's, but that's the thing I'm really worried about because the Maria Hill moment. I don't know, but someone texted me it was like, "Not Maria," and I'm like, "Yep." But it it also just for me in the episode, it felt so forced. Like it was like, hey, we're gonna leave it on a suspense note that basically, oh, maybe she's dead, maybe she's not. She just um, got shot. That part felt forced. But what was surprising is again, we were fooled as the audience, thinking, oh, here's Fury gonna go over there, and then Fury shoot what? Oh, <laughs> and then I was like, wait, is she, was she a scroll? And he knew it, and it's like, no, nope. she was real, and, and he, he was, was the, the scroll. scroll. So from that standpoint, again, it's, it keeps you guessing. It keeps you, it's the whodunit. It's who killed Professor Plum in the library with the rope, you and, know. And it also basically continues. And it ha- to- went, how long until next episode where they see Fury shooting people? Exactly. Because he is, you know, the, perceived as a bad guy and now he's a rogue agent. Yeah, we got this rogue agent out here shooting random people, setting off bombs in the town square here in Russia. Um, he's a he's a U.S. asset. We He's a known U.S. asset with the secretive organization. The U.S. is trying to start a war with Russia. I mean, there's a lot of interesting topical You know what this things. calls for, Bobby? All right. Tinfoil hat time. Who's going to show up the in X-Men. the series? No. <laughs> <laughs> Professor X shows up. Why? I don't know. He's just going to show up. But in all seriousness, Tinfo Halftime, is there a major character that would come back? Because essentially, I get the sense that. Uh, I we're, legitimately, the only character I could see coming back is the Julia Louise Louis Dreyfus character coming back. What about Steve? Uh, no. Well, he could come back as a scroll. <laughs> That would be so messed up. <laughs> I could see that scene coming up to where they just keep switching faces of Avengers. Of, of Avengers, but, but we we also saw that in Loki. Loki has done that trick for he, the last twenty years. He has, he has. Um, but she would make perfect sense to somehow weasel her way into this because Thunderbolts, Thunderbolts, or Falcon and Winter Soldier. I don't know which one's next on the docket. I can't remember um, in terms of release. I don't even know anymore. Everything has moved so much or moved from being a movie to because a television their- show back to a movie, back to a television show. And pushed out canceled. because of the, because of the strike. The writer's and- strike. Yeah. So who knows where it, that, that, that piece of it goes. But I think what it does is it leaves a lot of intrigue for the show to continue to watch. Now, what I worry about as far as like viewership goes 
if I wasn't covering it, do I need to watch this tomorrow? Um, or do I need to watch the next one as soon as it comes out? And honestly, I probably say no. Um, to where if it would like it had more of a library to it, I could probably watch two or three at a time. But nothing about the ending of this episode made me excited to go back and watch, want to see the next one. Um, I, you know, I wouldn't go back and, and I wouldn't be like David necessarily and rewatch, and re-watch this it. episode. Um, I mean, I will watch all of their content that they come out with just as a fan. You yes, know? but yeah. again, it, there's a difference between being a fan and being a, a, a need to have, a have to have to watch. No, you know it's what I mean? been a while. Like, I mean, with Daredevil, I mean, I was like that a little bit with She-Hulk, but like Daredevil from the series perspectives, um, uh, Punisher, like those ones for sure. Like I, I just, I mean, I binged the hell out of them because they were on Netflix, oh, yeah. right? They all dropped. And I'll but, be honest, the only reason, and there, there was only one reason I decided I'm going to go back and rewatch it was because I wanted to actually figure out, okay, any of the other characters that were portrayed here, could they be a scroll? That was all. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing I was looking for was kind of like little tales. I would like in past series, I would go back and say, Oh, I want to see if there, there's a callback of something or if there's a callback to a comic or if there's mm-hmm. a, uh, a, a secret like hero that we haven't, that, that is noticed here. There, the only thing that made me want to go back was to say, okay, I want to watch everyone's, everyone's performance and see, can I pick out the scrolls? And after the second time I was like, I, I have to agree with Bobby. It was like, okay, well I was done with that. There's no real reason for me to go back. And, and if you were to tell me, you, would you watch the next episode right after this? I would. I mean, if they all dropped them at once, which which they don't. Yeah, which they, they don't. Didn't. Um, I, I certainly would have. Um, I, I'm one of those guys where, depending on what I got going on, right? If it if they dropped the whole season at once, like they just dropped recently, you the latest season of you. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna sit there and binge the hell out of it because I just yeah I love like, it. Like I, I you ever watch uh, the Bear on Hulu? Mm-mm. Uh, it's a it's a cooking show with one of the. Uh, a Chicago guy who was a cook. Uh, anyway, oh, it's, a yeah, show, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's a show that I like. They just dropped season two for uh, FX. Some reason, instead of doing it week by week, FX just dropped the whole season on weird on, on Hulu um, yesterday. And so, yeah, you, when you're into a show, you, you'll want to watch it yeah. all at once. You're fine with it. You, you're fine with just sitting there and kind of vegging out and, yeah. and spending 40 minutes at a time, take a break, go get a piss, get some food, come back and watch more. Yeah. You know I what do I mean? That all it, the time. I mean, and that's weird that they did that for that show because, you know, they just dropped um, the new season of Sunny and they only dropped two episodes when they did it. And now it's like weekly. And that's kind of a bummer because I'm going to go home after this. And even though we talked about Super, Superman and Lois, I'm going to go home and watch Sunny right. after this because. And it, it even goes, it even goes with the Marvel series in general. I mean, I cannot. I cannot think except for like maybe a a series that made me say I'm going to watch every single episode constantly. I need to see what's going to happen. The the only ones I can think of, Moon Knight, which everyone knows on this uh that we've covered the show, I love Moon Knight. So that I continue to watch that. But the only one that I can I could swear that I said, "Okay, it left me with the vibe I need to see next week." was Wanda Vision. Wanda because we just didn't Wanda know where Vision. it was going. I I'm think glad was, me, and, me and you Bobby yeah. were on the same thing because yeah, no, I agree. WandaVision Wanda. was like 
okay, what the hell was that? What did I just watch? What did I just watch? I need to actually see the next one. In in general, Wanda had so much of that for so many reasons because you're trying to figure out what the hell is going on, and that was a good thing. Loki I did because, again, but not like Wanda. Not like Wanda. She-Hulk it did for me personally. But not like Wanda. Even Falcon and Winter Soldier, which, you know, anything Cap, I'm going to watch. But, you know, did it not like Wanda. With, yeah. Did it did it leave you with that feeling after the first, the episode ended where you go, God damn, I got to wait a goddamn week. Not, <laughs> not with any of those shows. With Wanda, it with did. With Wanda, yeah. And, and weirdly enough, and maybe I'm the odd person here, but uh, Obi-Wan... No, no, you're, Obi-Wan like, did the same thing It for did me. the same thing for me, too. It's like, yeah, I want to know what's going to happen next. What's, you know, what's he going to do? And it says a lot, too, because, like, you left it on a cliffhanger of Maria Hill lying there, presumably dead. Yeah. Presumably. I'm going to say that in quotations. Until until they put her body in the ground, I'm not going to Man, say that's Maria. morbid. Because, like, I'm sorry. It's, it. Steve, we've known as comic book fans, death means nothing. It means nothing. <laughs> death that's, means nothing. That's fair. Although it, it also means nothing when you have shapeshifters and everything else going. Exactly. I, I will say, it, it, I guess, in some regards, we should have seen this coming. Maybe I don't know, but the fact that um, Amelia Clark, because I didn't look into who she was playing beforehand, I'm not even sure if they had announced the character's name. I thought they right, but I thought maybe they'd kept it hush hush. But when that reveal happened, and it's like. She was Talos' daughter. Yeah. I was like, okay, now that's clever as shit. It's um, clever, and their story is interesting. Interesting, but it's not so. the it's not the type of story that basically makes me go, okay, I need to. You know, it's, oh, I'll watch it, but it's not a need. Right. It doesn't have that, oh, I got to have that itch solved, you know? I will say, you know, it, I hope that Maria's not dead simply because... You know, her, uh, just like Coulson, you know, again, look at it through the eye, one, of Fury. How many times are you going to make that joke? Yeah. <laughs> well, look through his eye. And, you know, he lost. You know, he's Col- coming, Cyclops. Yeah. He lost. going to battle. Coulson. Gonna he was close to Coulson, right? Yeah. For, for years and years and years. And here's this other person that he's been super close with for years and years and years that he could have lost. He lost Cap. You know, yeah, um, and half the universe is. Um, I think there's some thread that they should pull on with that for his character. Like, how far can you push this one person on the topic of loss before he loses it? Before he loses his mind, yeah, right. And he's like teetering. You could see it when he jumps up out of that chair in that one scene. The the which was great acting on his part, Samuel. You could just, you know, he's struggling deeply with this. But that scene with him and Hill in the bar when they're having drinks, there's that rapport and that closeness because they've known each other so long. And he pulls out one of the best one-liners I think we've had in a long time about... Um, spooks like me buying shots. And she, Whoa, Steve, and she's, Steve. Hold on. And she Steve, says, Steve, hold on. And she Steve. says, you can't this say isn't, that. This isn't doing Dr. Dre songs in your <laughs> car. Calm the fuck down. And she says, you can't say that. He says, no, you can't, you say, can't say that. I, th- that was so beautifully written and executed. And it was, like, but it's also perfectly executed Steve, because it's Samuel dude, L. Jackson. Exactly. Exactly. It gave him 
something he's so known for in all of his films in the context of a Marvel As film. Productions and Rayman. <laughs> I was uh, quoting a line from the show. Okay. Does not take any responsibility for oh, Jesus Christ. He says, as a, as a white man, he cannot say this. No, he can. No, he identifies as a black one-eyed man. Yeah, apparently, apparently I can do that now. No, I, I thought that was really clever. And they've done that a couple of times with his character, but that in he particular. Seems, in this, that's one of the strengths of that character. Well, just and Samuel L. in general. Samuel L. in general. <laughs> in, with this particular series, I was really happy with the chemistry that Samuel L. Jackson had on screen with everybody because yeah. you got to remember too, Nick Fury. When you think about it, he didn't spend a lot of screen time, even in the movies, he had these like brief little snippet moments with all the heroes, but we've really never seen him. The most is probably Avengers or even winter Sol- soldier, possibly uh, certainly winter soldiers having the most screen time, most screen time, but everything else. He was just like the man in the shadows or the puppet guy pulling the strings. And so here we are finally giving him his stage for his own show. And it wasn't Nick Fury, agent of shield, obviously captain Marvel. So yeah. he kind of had three films, two of which were, he was more front and center, but here it's, it's literally this, the Nick Fury show. Yeah. Because we get to actually see the fury that we, let's face it, the fury that we saw in Captain Marvel was watered down because that was a young fury. Yeah. That was not fury as we know him. Right. The fury that we know is the guy that showed up on Tony Stark's balcony talking about freaking, I need to bring the Avengers together. That's the Nick Fury all of us fell in love with. But but we only saw that in pieces but we only saw that one in pieces. arguably his most badass moments are in winter soldier yeah well like literally truly badass nick fury and but, then but when it comes to performances and dialogue this is this I one think, i think is he's gonna pull deep he's gonna pull deep and i was happy with the first episode he did mm-hmm. i mean the 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 scenes with him and uh sonia when he's with uh uh talking about reminiscing as as former old friends and everything, former spy how, friends. That was cool. smooth. And as he does it, how smooth to put that little camera device on that owl of all things, yeah. right on the owl's eyeball yeah. so that it's imperceptible to most. But again, she's a spy. She's so a spy. She probably knows it's there. <laughs> she probably knows it's there, <laughs> but it was, it was really smooth. Like I thought maybe I'm just, you know, I'm not spy enough to be cool, but I'm not spy enough to rub an eye. <laughs> rub an eye. <laughs> well, and the fact that it was an eye and he only has one of them, but and the, he's going to keep, he's going to keep the eye on her. Like think there's about so too, many layers, the range that he went from the smooth Casanova, James Bond, like Nick Fury in that scene. And then you get this really well, okay. Down to earth, relatable when he's talking about like the, uh, the Soviet agent, Mm-hmm. And he talks to the guy and he basically gives him a shot. And then he tells Maria Hill, this is why we uh, cold war lasted, uh, lasted this long because we kept each other happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, going, then he's not as jovial or not. He's not as quote unquote, James Bond. Like this is Nick Fury. The other side of Nick Fury as a spy where he's just this really dedicated, uh, like is willing to do anything type of spy. And this is what I was hoping for. Now the question becomes, are we going to get more of this? 
I want to see it. I w- I hope to see the rest of the series play out where it literally drives him through a roller coaster of emotions, especially if he'll either doesn't die from this first episode or in a subsequent episode. I think giving one him as an actor, the opportunity to do that would be cool. But as a character, um, let's put him through the ropes. That's what I want to see. I want to see him have to deal with a wide range more than we've already seen. Cause again, he, he was dealing with a lot of that stuff off screen. Yeah. Let's bring that to the forefront and really show the audience firsthand what he's going through. He's, he can do it as an actor. Let's see it. Yeah. So, I mean, I think we got a lot to look forward to when it comes to the show. Yeah. And I mean, again, again, for me, it it not necessarily something that I think is a week to week watch. Um, right now, I don't know. A lot of my week to week watch things is what are the potentials of spoilers? Like you could always tell when Walking Dead and some of those other shows fall fall off because there was nothing there. Like a lot of the Star Wars (laughs) things, I would wake up at six o'clock in the morning and somebody had already posted something about something that happened on Star Wars. And, you know, that always gave me the kind of the gauge of when I should watch this. Now, yeah, I I, want to get into final thoughts and uh, our R&D score on this. I'm going to go first. Um, Like I I heard from you guys, it's it's not necessarily the the strongest start, but it is a, a start we could get behind. Yeah, it's a solid start. Um, so with that, I'm going to give it a, a 70. Um, it, it's something that's, it, it's a, it's a story mover, but I wouldn't necessarily call it like, it, it, again, we don't expect people to be watching this as their first Marvel experience. Cause it'd be confusing as fuck. Yes. But I don't think it, it would be for the casual viewer. This episode would hook them. I think this is for the hardcore people that are looking for the, the greater story for Nick Fury. Um, that have experienced it with them over the last 10, 12 years, whatever we're at now, um, and, and want to see more of this secret invasion and and to have the, the secret invasion focus on him as a character, as a human dealing with this stuff. No powers. Exactly. Nothing. No powers. It, it's him being a person. There's no soldier, you know, uh, there's no serum. There's no tech. There's nothing there. It's a dude with one eye that seems to be getting older with a limp that we don't know if it's because of the gravity difference or because he's just fucking old. <laughs> um, you know, I read that online a couple of times. It was like, oh, he's limping because of, uh, you know, the gravity's different between the space station and earth. I could buy that. Or he's just old as he's fuck. just old as fuck now. So, yeah, I'm going to go to 70. Uh, Steven, it's 15 years, by the way. Is it 15? Uh, it's. Uh, you know what? Like the last five years uh, disappeared like the blip with COVID. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like COVID. I, you know, I'm not very much higher than you, Bob. I'm I'm going 72 for all the same reasons you outlined. I, I mean, I, I'm i I'm in. I'll watch it. Um, It's not like I, I didn't come in here going, you know what, guys? We're going to review this first one. I'm going to say fuck it and we're not going to do it anymore. Yeah, it's not that. No, it's not that. It's, yeah, it's it, not it, that. It's, um, it's not WandaVision. But few, none of these shows have been WandaVision. No. But again, for me personally, as someone that enjoyed the hell out of She-Hulk, like, I don't know why, I just enjoyed it immensely. It's not that for me. But it could grow into something similar. It could. But the thing is, it's also kind of like, I think 
Wanda had a advantage on all of these series because it was coming out of the gate out of Endgame. So it we was, were, and it was a character that we hadn't really explored. Yeah, it was first, and we didn't have an expectation when you put I, something yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Secret we Invasion were, on. We were chomping a, at a bit. Yeah, you put Secret Invasion in there. There's an expectation for the 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 nerds yeah. um, that you're going to get a certain thing. I honestly, I honestly think that the scary thing about now that I'm looking at it, I'm wondering how it's going to look like at the end. Is if this was placed, say, right after Wandavision. Would it be perceived better? Because we would still be running on that high from Endgame to Wandavision. I mean, you could to you could Asian. ask that you could ask that question of literally any of the other shows that have dropped after Wandavision, and I don't. Th- I, don't I think, think so. I think Bobby nailed it. I, no, I think Bobby nailed it. I don't think there's anything that you could have put after Wandavision. Wandavision was the first out of the gate. We're gonna get a series of a Mar like outside of Netflix, like a. A, a Disney, an MCU proper, an MCU proper thing that's happening. That's a thing that on I'm going to two characters that had zero development. Well, I wouldn't say zero, but you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Minimal development. But if, think about it. If they would have actually followed it up because Nick Fury is also part of that equation. Yeah. So, I mean, would we have actually maybe seen this more excitement on this series if it was just placed better? So you're, you're you're talking at like if this was a meal that you had a spectacular meal to begin with, your second and third meals were kind of shitty. What do I expect out of the fourth? Because exactly. I haven't got that spectacular again. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> David, what's your score though? My score for this one, I'm not too far from you guys. I'm actually at a 78 for it. Okay. I wanted to give it an 80 after the first viewing, but then I watched it a second time, and I just got left like what we've been talking about the last. Uh, part of the show is like it doesn't give me that fizz it doesn't give me the 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 need to i need to see this next episode like i did so i lowered my score from an 80 to a 78 especially with so many shows right now that are dropping new seasons um left and right at the same exact moment in time left and right and even if like again the availability of television even if you haven't seen anything Shit, man, I've been watching MasterChef shows from 2015 because you know what? It doesn't age. They're still co- it's a cooking competition. Exactly. And so you, you find things like that that are enjoyable to watch that are mindless that are going to take up some of your time that aren't there. And, and I think those shows exist for everybody. And again, when you have, uh, you know, I always call it trash television that you find a show that has somehow been on for 10 seasons that you've never watched. You're like, oh, I'm going to do this. And then I don't necessarily need to spend the time thinking about what the hell's going on in this show. Exactly. Um, and, and I think with all the streaming services and everything else, it's, it's, it's weird to think about, but you know, shows like this are going to struggle at, at some points because there are going to be other things um, that people are going to want to watch. I mean, we've, we all have uh, things that we watch that take priorities. And where does this list on the priority? Not too high Not at this point. High, yeah. So um, that gives it a 73 overall. Um, again, it, it, it's, it's still like a must watch show because I think the storyline is there and it's a good base. I don't think it's a, I need to go watch it the day it comes out. No, I think it's going to regardless. Again, if you've come this far with this entire journey, I feel like all of them are a must watch 
or else the next one that you are interested in is not going to make sense. It's not going to make sense. So uh, like, where's Maria Hill? She was shot in the gunt. <laughs> in the gunt? In the gunt. Oh my God. I'm just trying to save you from your spook comment. <laughs> um, anyway, that'll do it for today's uh, Marvel on RMD Secret Invasion Edition. I'm going to leave the camera on Steve as he that giggles. Was a, that was a quote. That was a quote. You're just throwing out weird words. <laughs> <laughs> and I am the one and only Bobby D making up weird words. And if you like what you hear, go ahead, rate, review, subscribe, and we'll be back next week with the next episode. Talk to you later. Okay, shut up, shut up, shut the fuck up!